Welcome to a very special Brooklyn Nets roundtable discussion on the Evan Roberts podcast. I've gone out and brought in two of the most prominent names on Nets Twitter. All right. Let's make these intros big and exciting because it's true. Number one, he's returning. We had him back in June. He's a pain in the ass on Twitter. I'd say he's negative about 85% of the time, but that's okay. And that's Eve Darbos. Did I get that right, Eve? Close. Eve Darbuz. Darbuz, you were very popular when I had you back on in June. Uh, a lot of people really liked you, but there was one big negative I heard about you, Eve. Do you want me to tell you what it was? Please. A lot of Net fans did not like that you are new to the party of being a Net fan, that you kind of turned when they moved to Brooklyn. Now, I defended you saying, look, there's, that's how a lot of people are going to become Net fans now. You can't expect everybody to go back to the days of the Continental Airlines Arena, but... Uh, you were very opinionated, and a lot of people liked you, and that's why it was inevitable that Eve made his return. So thank you very much for coming back. Thanks for having me, Ev. This is uh, super fun. Super fun? We'll see. <laughs> Number two, this man is making his Evan Roberts podcast debut, though he has been on the fan before. I think he had a little feud with uh, Greg Giannotti. He has become <laughs> one of the faces of net reporting and fandom. He's got a periscope a lot of people like to watch, and that, of course, is the pooch. Anthony Puccio, thank you very much. It's good to meet you, and it's I appreciate you coming in. Evan, the pleasure is mine, and thank you for having me on. First of all, before we get to this team and this mess of a first half of the season, you guys have had issues? Because I have heard, Eve, that you once blocked the Pooch on Twitter. Is that? Can you confirm that story? I block everybody. I think <laughs> Why? No, so, so when I blocked Pooch, it's, yes. and Pooch knows I love him and I support him, you know, that's that's real like I, I've, I I'm a big uh, proponent and I still am to this day but when I block someone it's because I don't want to hear the the bad news right and <laughs> and um and really I you know I the thing that I wanted was for the Nets to take care of Delo I I and then it just felt like everyone was just super ruthless with we're getting Kyrie we're getting Kyrie so it wasn't like I blocked him out of Hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you, first of all, have you ever blocked me? And it's okay if the answer is yes. No, I've never blocked you. You've me. never blocked me? No. Because I have some opinions that you probably disagree with, but you've never actually pulled mm -hmm. the trigger on blocking me. And even if you said yes, I wouldn't be offended. No, I've, I, I actually, it's you know what? You're, you're, because you're not as Twitter-focused, I guess, <laughs> you get to get on this mic and, and, and express your feelings, right? Right. We uh, but when it's just keeps coming, and then I was alone in the concept of, you know, uh, when you when you get superstars, it uproots your system. Yes, it changes that was your, your culture. When I had you on in June, yes, and you know, I had to watch everyone celebrate and be so happy that they were getting, you know, Kyrie, and and, and, and at the same time, well, hold I, on, I, hold on a second. Can I correct you on something? Because we'll start here, and that yeah. was what the Nets did during the summer, what we've seen so far through the first 42 games of this season. Uh, we are recording this prior to the Nets-Laker game, so if you listen to this after the Nets-Laker game, who knows? God knows what's changed since then. Mm. Um, I was in favor of getting Kyrie Irving because... It meant Kevin Durant. And so twice now you've said everybody's celebrating Kyrie Irving. The mm -hmm. celebration of Kyrie Irving was that they were getting the big monster. Now, I get it. Durant hasn't played yet. And we don't know what he's going to be off an Achilles injury. And I try not to think about him this season. But you do have to admit, 
that the celebration of signing Kyrie Irving was not because it was Kyrie Irving squarely. It was because it was the package of both of them, really, Kevin Durant. I, I understand that. Okay. And, and I even said on your show that I know why it's happening. But, you know, I'm I'm a data person first. That's in my real life job, is, even though it seems like I don't have one because I'm on Twitter all the time. <laughs> right. But in my real life job, I use data to make decisions on how software is built or how, you know, um, you know, creators are going to grow or whatever. I'm, I'm an analytics guy and analytics say that, you know, um, that people don't really change, put it that way, you know, in, in the sense of, uh, you know, once you become a superstar and you've done everything and you have everything, what that type of element implemented into uh, a culture, even outside of, you know, sports, it becomes disruptive. And great organizations usually have someone like a Bill Parcells, a Belichick, someone who has institutional control well, of what's going to happen. Let, and I saw that about to disappear. Okay. Let me ask you this, Pooch. All right. You're in that locker room. You see this team. You have no regrets about signing Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, correct? No, because of what you said. Okay. Because it brought Kevin Durant. Okay. And I think most Net fans, despite 18 and 24 feeling like the end of the world, I think most of us, maybe not all of us, and look, to you, Eve, you were against it, and I actually respect that. It's not like you're flipping, you know, 42 games into the season. Do you think that there has been a lot of negative that has come here in the early going, the first half of the first season, from bringing these superstars in? Do you kind of look at it, not necessarily differently, because you're still in favor of it, but are there new concerns about bringing these stars in and the way it's impacted them over the first half of the season? Of course, and I think it's kind of what Eve said, that that they they preach this culture and this family, team-oriented type of, uh, again, this this culture that they had that was family first. And as I mentioned to you before, Evan, you know, these guys last year were hanging out. There was, there's, there's something more to just what's on the court. It's off the court and how right. these guys can grow as young players, as young men. You know, these guys were all hanging out at the games. They were talking. They were bantering. You know, and, and, and not that they don't have that camaraderie this year, but no, they don't. They really don't. So the culture is different. The culture is absolutely different because now you have Brooklyn's culture that Sean Marks and Kenny Atkinson instilled. This blue collar, you're going to do it our way. You have had basically second chance cast off yes men in the, in the, in the culture, in the, in the organization for the last three years. And now you have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. You have two superstars that basically have their own culture. They have their own way of doing things. Right. They're not going to just listen to your performance team or your medical staff because they have their own. You know, so yeah, like there is this adjustment period where the Nets are kind of they they don't really have this balance of incorporating these guys into their culture and they don't really understand because they've never had one. They don't know how to exactly deal with a superstar. You know what ticks me off, okay, and I, I apologize that I'm going to bring up Nick fans way too often during this podcast, but the truth is, and I know you probably laugh at this, Eve, but Pooch and I, growing up as New Jersey Net fans, we have an inferiority complex to Knicks, even though they haven't won anything. It's not inferiority to their performance. It's that they have more fans, and lately their fans want to take all their shots at the Nets, rightfully so. And one of the things I'm hearing constantly is, but culture, culture, culture. They're mocking the culture. And here's the thing that annoys me. When the Nets had the year they had last year, I had a great time. It was a lot of fun, even though it ended in a five-round, you know, first-round yeah. exit. They were feisty. There were some great victories. The Sacramento game at 1 o'clock in the morning, waking up my wife all excited. What a great memory. But the more you talked about culture, 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 when the reality was they knew they were going to go star chasing. 
So when you build something up that you know isn't going to last, it was never going to last. You knew once they added superstar players, the thing that they were kind of pushing the most last year was going to evaporate into something completely different. And so now culture is being used as a way to make fun of us. Is that is that not real? Is it, that not happening right now? It depends on how you do it, right? There's there's a way to implement superstars into into your system. It just depends on who that superstar is. Well, but do, what you said last year, and I give you credit, when you said, I don't want Kyrie, I don't want Kevin Durant. I wanted Kevin. Kevin, I, on I his own. It, on his own. I don't even remember you saying that. But I do remember you saying trade for Brandon Ingram, right? right. Remember saying that? Yes. And I think Brandon or, Ingram has a chance to be very, very good, but they were never going to be a championship team that way. Like, this was, despite the negatives we're seeing now, despite the culture changing, despite everything we can get into over the next hour, this still gives them the best chance to win a title. Says who? Says does reality. The, does the results on the court show that? We haven't, first of all, we haven't seen Kevin Durant play yet. Again, I, I want to be clear on this. Go ahead. I think, one, Kyrie Irving is incredible. I say it on Twitter all the time. Incredible pain He's, in the ass. Yes, he, that is true. That too, but he is the best player that I've ever seen on a team that I root for in basketball. Like, if you just go back, I'm just talking about just straight ability mm -hmm. in terms of what he can do with the ball in his hands. I don't think there's a player that has that. But then... I would I would watch and notice little things like one time him and Karis were about to take a picture and Ka it was Karis's turn he was already on the stage, and then maybe joking maybe I'm reading too much into it but he basically yanked Karis off the stage I'm I'm gonna get my my thing in I'm gonna get done and I'm gonna go, <laughs> and he yanked Karis off oh, the no, stage. Oh, just laughing. Did you re recognize that too? By the way, I did not. Oh, okay. I, I don't recall right. this. But I thought he was confirming it. But go I'm, ahead. I'm just. That's how much I'm looking at the granular details and even just like how people sit on the bench and right. and who's involved. It's like it's like they wanted to have their cake and eat it too, in the sense of keeping like the Pinsons and so that vibe would still stay there. And then they bought in these guys who I don't even feel like they they fit together. And I've seen this before. When Carmelo Anthony came to the Knicks, I wasn't even a Nick fan. Mm -hmm. The locker room split in half and when the locker room split in half you had the Stoudemire and all the guys that were there and you had that bouncy team with Landry Fields and all those guys right. that they were never going to win anything by I, the way I, same thing but that's cute and adorable they weren't winning crap but that's the thing you become a superstar after you win it all if you look at some of these these rotations or even if you look at Kawhi Leonard when he first got to the Spurs you never would have called that guy a superstar coming out of San Diego State right you become a superstar after you win. And even uh, Kyrie Irving hitting those shots with LeBron with him, no one thought he was. Right, but but I, look, we may be proven wrong based on what happens next in D'Angelo's career. And I love D'Angelo. I don't think we're ever going to call him a superstar. Do you think I'm, am I wrong about that? I, I think you put the right players around that kid. He he has something else that I think a lot of us are missing. Okay. If you look at how— Look, he's young enough, maybe. It, I mean, maybe when he ends up in Minnesota and him and Carl Anthony Towns are playing together. The, you know, D'Antoni used to say something that I always liked and I believe in from just playing regular basketball, right? The ball has energy in it. And when you pass it and when you share it and you're watching it go in, it, the ball has energy in it. And the right now, that energy, that feeling, it, it's not happening. Well, okay. <laughs> Pooch, go ahead. You yeah, agree with that? No, I, I totally agree with that. The, the vibe, the energy is not 
nearly what it was last year, but it goes back to your point of what you said. Last year's team was not going to win them a championship. It wasn't. I mean, as much uh, attachment as there was to that team, it's it's just not realistic. If you want the big goal, what what Sean Marks and what they want to do was not to be better than the Knicks. It was to go win a championship. And the best way of doing that was Kevin Durant no. and Kyrie Irving. But the energy is certainly The energy is different. different. And, and the locker room And explain the Toronto Raptors. Too. Like, the Toronto Raptors were just the best, most well-put-together strategically team that I've ever seen. They went out and got Gasol, who everyone thought was shot. They got Ibaka, who was, I forgot where he was before, but he, they thought he was failing. They only had a rickety, on bad knees, Kawhi, who was overused, I, I, I think. But the mechanics of that team, the way it was put together and the way it was able, it was built to confront where, where the league is at today, well, look, I, that's I, what won. And all this three and four and five superstar thing, even though I think I, I, I want to share something about who I think the Nets are going to get next year. All right, we'll get to that. But Calm down, Eve. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. But, uh, but point being that it's, it's the construction. It's, well, look, it's, I, in a perfect world, and I remember saying this last year, even though it wasn't realistic, if you could just drop Kawhi Leonard or Kevin Durant into the roster that was built last year, mm-hmm. let's go. But the problem was that was never going to happen. Kawhi Leonard wasn't considering the Nets, and the only way they were going to get a star player like Kevin Durant was to get Kyrie Irving, whether we love that about the modern NBA or not. That was the only realistic thing because, yeah, I think most of us would agree if they could have dropped Kevin Durant in on the culture and the roster of last year, that would have been ideal. Here's the thing I'm having a tough time kind of getting my head around. I don't know what to make of this team. Like, we haven't seen – forget Kevin Durant for a second. We haven't seen Kyrie Irving with this roster intact for more than five games at a time. You know, at the beginning of the season, all right, we see Kyrie and Karis LeVert in the backcourt, your Brooklyn backcourt Mm -hmm. with Spencer coming off the bench, which I got to tell you is ideally what it should be now when they're healthy. Kenny hasn't done that. Okay, Spencer was playing like an all-star. He kept Spencer in the lineup. He's got LeVert coming off the bench. I'm not getting nuts about it because I think that will change. But Kyrie gets hurt. For some reason, they play him for that TNT game against the Denver Nuggets, which I can't understand. He's got his shoulder impingement. They announce it, and then he plays that night. Why? Because he doesn't like Jamal Murray? Then we don't see him for months. They play well without him. None of us believe they're better without him. Just a bunch of idiots in Boston like to joke about it. He comes back. Now he's hurt after three games. We haven't seen this roster. So, yeah, they're 18 and 24. Yeah, the culture has changed. All of that's true, but... Can you really evaluate what this team is? Because I'm having a tough time doing it. No, you can't at all. I mean, again, it's like you said. They they played 11 games with Kyrie. Then he was out. Then he came back for three games. And guys are, are falling. You know, you have Toreen Prince as your third scoring option. And you have Garrett Temple as your fourth. You know, and, and, and guys are just totally out of p- a position. You have Theo Pinson playing back a point guard. You know, and, and, and then Kyrie comes back, plays three games. They don't play well. They go one and two. Then suddenly he's out with this mysterious hamstring injury that that the Nets PR tweets out an hour before tip. Right. You know, so it's like I do have an understanding of this team without Kyrie, and they're a team that can't close out games. Spencer Dinwiddie is doing everything he possibly can to shoulder the load, but they're not a good basketball team without Kyrie Irving. And honestly, they're not a good basketball team with Kyrie Irving. Right now they're not. They're not at all, and they just don't have an identity. Their identity of – outworking you, out-hustling you, and things that they've had in the past, that the principles that Kenny Atkinson has kind of had in the past, 
seem to be completely out the window. I mean, it just doesn't seem like they're playing the same type of ball that they have in the past. And I think with, like, you see last night, they, they, they don't have Kyrie, but they do kind of rally against a tough team. They just can't close the game out. And that's where you're missing him. But when he comes back, the style of play kind of shifts and you see iso ball and you don't see Joe Harris being incorporated as much and that ball isn't moving as much. Could you agree with me on I, that, Eve? I, listen, I think when Kyrie comes in, it makes Kenny Atkinson re- react in a way that all of his worst inclinations is what happens. They get worse because Kenny gets worse when he has Kyrie. They go smaller. They add two guards, which cancel each other out. Spencer and Kyrie are trying to do the same thing in the backcourt, and neither one of them are good at defense. So I've heard Atkinson say, oh, I got to have my best players on the floor. But the, the major challenge is you've put a team together that doesn't on the floor that doesn't complement itself. You know Kyrie's not going to play defense especially not in the regular yeah. season. So why not put guys that are, if when people get behind him, that can actually stop, you know. So what, how would you do it? How would your rotation look? I, I would keep Rodeons in, yes. at the four because when you have Rodeons on the on his court, he's not going to be a, a knockdown shooter or, or a scorer, but he's, he, you know, he's a, he's a poop house. So I don't say the other word. Karolinko light, maybe like a Karolinko light. He, he could be everything that Karolinko is with a shot. Right. You know, maybe not physically as gifted as Karolinko or even as aggressive, but I almost feel like they hold him back from being aggressive because he's so scared to make a mistake and be banished to the bench. Well, that's when this season starting, it's funny because last year the season kind of turned when Kenny got desperate and started playing Rodion's big minutes. Well, I, and I call it when Kenny gave up. <laughs> when I, Kenny I, gave I, up, I, honest, right. Honestly, like, think about this and tell me if I'm wrong. Everything that Kenny wanted to do was, one, start Travian Graham in the four. That was the plan, right? Right. That didn't work out. It went to his the second thing Kenny likes to do, which is to have a coach on the court. Garrett Temple, uh, uh, Jared, Jared Dudley, Dudley. Yeah. guys who cannot play, but he thinks that their basketball IQ brings something to the to the court, which I've never bought into. But when I he, don't think you're 100 percent right about what, that, though. I do think it brings something. You didn't see that at times in the Philly series with Jared Dudley. It can happen one every three games because mm-hmm. he, if he plays back to back games or, or games within three nights, his he physically can't right. do it. And but when you have a kid who has the energy that Rodion's has and actually, and actually some size, some semblance of size to go against these behemoths in the East, you know, it, it, it's what saved the season. And even before that he had D'Lo on a, on, on this ridiculous leash that didn't let D'Angelo be who he was. And it was almost as if when he gave up and said, you know what? We're tanking anyway. We're tied with the Knicks. It's over. Just right. go out there. And when he let them, when he took them off the leash, that's when they started playing their best basketball. That's when, they, and, yeah. it, and it happens now too because Kyrie gets hurt. He throws his hands up. He, he puts Dinwiddie in there, and they start. They take off. Right. They played well for a month, and but you I, knew it wasn't going to last though. I they weren't good enough. I knew it wasn't going to last because teams make adjustments sure. in the NBA. Yeah. These guys are the best at what they do in terms of figuring out what you do well. And Nets are a two two to three trick pony. They dribble drive, they shoot threes, or they or or they throw lobs. And they have no counter because Torian Prince, Joe Harris, uh, 
they're all the same. They're spot-up shooters that can't drive to the basket. They're doing what Kenny and the, and the system wants them to do, right. but they have no counter when teams sell out to stop the lob that goes to to, to Jared. Like People are, are slandering Jared. It's not Jared's fault. He does a specific thing, and he's elite at it, but he's asked to guard entire front courts alone. Like who Who's going to guard Embiid one-on-one in the NBA, much less guard Embiid and Al Horford. That's our game plan, and we have no shot playing it. And when you have Kyrie in, we become even worse because we become smaller. We have less active people who are going to sell out on defense, and the team loses more. And I can almost predict it like clockwork, and it's because Kenny Atkinson just goes to his worst inclinations. Even, even against his own principles, my biggest problem with Kenny this year has been, and I don't, I don't think much of this is necessarily his fault, but I do, I do, I do blame him. <laughs> I'm not surprised, bro. I, I, I do blame him for. Look, he he held D'Angelo accountable. If if D'Angelo, you know, if if he didn't breathe properly yeah, last saw, year, he sat yeah, him in the fourth quarter. He benched his ass in that Rocket yeah. game. Now, yeah. if you remember Kyrie. The, the two games before he actually sat out with that shoulder injury, he basically shot them out of both of those games in yep. the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And Kenny did not hold him accountable. Now, when he comes back from injury, look at him and Karras. Karras comes back from injury. Oh. Oh, the my second God. game, he sits out because yep. of injury management. Meanwhile, Kyrie comes back after seven weeks, eight weeks of missing a se- with, a, with a shoulder injury. Karras's was a thumb injury. Right. Kyrie's is a shoulder injury that could have long-term effects if not treated properly. And this guy is playing 21 minutes. Then he plays 32 in the first night of a back-to-back. And then he plays 37 in the second night of a back-to-back, which then leads to his minus 29 and his infamous comments about, you know. Meanwhile, to your point about Karras, Karras doesn't even play the overtime of the OKC game. Right, right. Right. And And he gets benched yesterday, which was crazy. You're playing against one of the longest teams in the NBA that they're long in the backcourt. And you play Garrett Temple over Karras, they had no shot. I mean, I, I predicted a win yesterday. I said, oh, you know, you they're going to win. You were confident yesterday. Right? Right? I was confident. Mm-hmm. And then I read the starting lineup. I was like, he, why would he put Garrett Temple back in the starting I lineup? I think for some reason he likes Levert with the second unit coming off the bench, which I would just, once they're healthy, flip-flop Spencer and Karras. I'd go back to what they were doing at the beginning of the season with Dinwiddie being the first guy off the bench as opposed to Levert. It makes absolutely no sense. I Look. I agree with you to a certain because you have to balance out the units. Because if you start Karras and Dinwiddie together, I mean that bench unit has who? You know, who, you have you have DeAndre Jordan who's now hurt, who's scoring on that second. You know, unit. Nicholas Claxton in the second Claxton quarter was scoring. Second, yeah, yeah. But other than him, who do you have that's really actually a playmaker, a scorer? Well, that's why they're not as good without Kyrie Irving because their bench becomes stronger when Kyrie plays because you're either moving Dinwiddie or Lavert with the second unit. Right. The bench so, outscored the the starters yesterday. Yes. Well, yeah, because Nicholas Claxton had that ridiculous right. second quarter. And how come? So Nicholas Claxton plays earlier this season when Jordan was banged up. Right. Gets his minutes as a backup five. Jordan comes back, and we saw Kenny play him at the four. Like, it happened for a period of time. Then he goes down with the hamstring issue. All right, we basically never see him again. Now we have him again as the backup five for Allen with Jordan out. How about playing him at the four? Which we saw for a period of time uh, after Jordan came back from his first injury. I had tweeted that out yesterday. Yeah, Sean Marks is ridiculously good. Like, to be drafting that low and and to just hit on these guys time and time after, like, 
you know, John is having his issues, but I also think that's partly coaching. Coaching, I won't even get into that. But Musa plays, plays like he's freaking Michael Jordan. I mean, he plays with such a confidence, arrogance, cockiness, whatever you want to call really, it. Not really. Not really. Listen, he has what? a hitch to his shot right now. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I'm so obsessive. I went back and watched <laughs> his games in Bosnia. Watched him. I, I I found I couldn't even see the whole game. I had to piece it together from videos just to and, watch Musa in just, Bosnia. No, just to that. watch him when he won when he won the FIBA um, championships right. at 16. And um, you know, the kid when he's confident, you know, like I said, when you take that, let those pit bulls off the leash and just let them go. I watch him shoot, miss, and look at the bench, and that tells me everything that I know. If I if I don't do everything, I'm going to I'm going to be banished. Yeah. And you can't develop players that way. You could do whatever you want to do in the gym, but if if journeymen are getting minutes over you, you're they're they're but not helping the you grow. Here's the problem. All right, Kenny's trying to win, right? Ultimately, he's Is trying he? to win. <laughs> what do you think he's doing? What do you think he's doing? What do you think he's tanking? He's trying to win. And so when guys don't play well or guys take bad shots and they're young, unproven players. Mm. Yeah, they're going to lose time. This is not a lottery team, or at least they, they, they may end up becoming one, but they're that's about certainly to not ruin. The plan. Like, same thing with Rodion's. Rodion's is scared. And they're, they're about to ruin Claxton. Claxton is a college power forward, right? You saw what Simmons did to him yesterday. Simmons basically shrugged his shoulder and flipped him over, right? Mm-hmm. This kid would be perfect next to Jared Allen. Jared but do Allen. you think we're going to see it since we saw a taste no. of it? We saw a taste of it a, no. a month and a half ago. No. Kenny Atkinson is going to find the next Travion Graham and yeah. put him at the board. <laughs> if, if it were going to happen, it would have happened last night because Adam Harrington, the assistant coach, came mm-hmm. out at halftime and said that we need bigger bodies down low so be, so that Ben right. Simmons has to that. shoot over them. Right. So I tweeted out and I said this would be the perfect opportunity sure. to get Claxton and Allen on the floor together because you have Ben Simmons, who shot 12 of 14, basically he, all inside the paint. He was unbelievable yesterday. Unbelievable. Defensively, too. He right. kills the Nets every single uh, time. He yes. misses two, maybe three shots against them. So maybe you put some size down there. And, and, and I thought if they had the opportunity, last night was it. And now I agree with Eve. Like They're going to go try and find somebody like a Taurine or Garrett Temple to, to save Nwaba-esque. the day. esque Yes, it's, it's the same yes. group of hey, guys. Nawaba was playing well before he had that I, horrible Achilles session with I, small ball. I, I, listen, it's, it's, but guys can shoot over him. Right. No matter how you know big and strong and, and, and freakishly talented. If you have Rudy Gobert, you could put a, a Royce O'Neal type next to him. But even Royce O'Neal is built like a, 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 a Brinks truck. Right. The the problem with what the Nets are trying to do, and Torian Prince thinks I hate him. He blocked me. Um, well, you're, you I don't, block other people, I, so I, I don't. Mean, I don't. Fair. I don't hate Torian. You do Prince. hate Torian Prince. I, I don't. Yeah, I hate Torian Prince as a starting small forward. When you have components that make Kyrie better, that make Karis better, I don't want Karis banging and and and, Wait, so and group would you, rebounding. Would you both star Claxton at the four? Would you go to that extreme now, or Rodion's? You said I would play. I'd play either or, either or. E- one, the greatest thing that could happen to the Nets. Especially because they're gonna go superstar shopping in the in the summer. The greatest thing that can happen in Nets is that they develop their young guys. Nobody's trading for any of these guys. There's nothing to lose. Matter of fact, if you 
organically tank this year, right? I know Kenny's <laughs> trying to win, but if you organically, systematically tank this I want year, the word "tank" banned from our vocabulary. You, you get your draft pick back. Though. I understand. Look, I you get add, what happens, and then and then that is an asset for you to I, put together to go get I, another superstar. I get that. Can I can I say something? Mm-hmm. I say something to you, to, to you both. I've said this to Puchoff, and I say this to you. Now I understand that while as a fan. I probably lean negative because I'm a Mets fan, a Nets fan, a Jets fan, an Islander fan. So I always think bad stuff's going to happen. But at the at the end of it, I'm a, I am a fan who wants to dream big. I want to dream of something big happening. If this team could get the seventh seed, okay, the seventh seed, mm-hmm. that, that's not asking that much. The Orlando Magic right now are the seventh seed. If they could get the seventh seed, and you know who actually does decide to come back, and this team is actually healthy— they could be very dangerous right now in a 2-7 matchup against Miami or Boston or whomever gets that spot. You're the eighth seed. Yeah, yeah, I don't care who's coming back. They're going to get destroyed by the Milwaukee Bucks. We saw that last week when the Bucks had an off game and still blew the Nets out. So the idea of tanking and getting your draft pick back, I get it's an asset. Of course, it's like an asset added or else that pick goes to Atlanta. I totally, They also have Philadelphia's pick. So... They could end up having two first-round picks. I totally get all that. But don't you want to be there? Yeah. So then what? Losing, okay, yes. losing is a disease. It's a it's so an insidious you, disease that, you, that you can't. Backwards but, you tank. but let me let me explain. The reason why is because, one, the worst thing they could do is add KD to this team. Why is that the worst thing? Here, no, no, because Kenny Atkinson is going to play him at the four. I do not want those Cavs playing the four in this NBA. I don't want that. So who would who would we play? We would play the, the Toronto. Do you see the, the behemoths that I, – I don't even understand how a scouting department goes. You know what we're going to do to go up against Gasol, Ibaka, and Siakam, all guys 6'9 and up? You know what we're going to do? We're going to counteract that with Jared Allen and, and Kevin Durant. You want to have – Kevin Durant should be our Fabergé egg. We should be protecting him. <laughs> we should let him play small forward because there's no Draymond Green on this team. But they want the four out on the perimeter. They want Toreen Prince out shooting That's threes. That's what they, they want. Looking for, yeah. shooting threes. I'm going to say a, a thing that I know you've all heard great coaches say. You are who you can defend. Right? You are who you can defend. And if you could do the clever thing that Golden State did, play KD out on the, at the four on offense, and then play him at the three on defense, right? That's genius. That's That way he doesn't have to take Giannis Antetokounmpo shoulders into his chest when he's driving to the rim. I, that, I think that's crazy because you know what that's going to do? That's going to get Kevin Durant hurt. So instead I say, you know, organically tank, play the kids, let um, Claxton develop at four, Organically get some kind of rhythm. Who? who is this superstar you're eyeing for next year? Because clearly you have that in mind because you want the picks to then use in a deal. Who is it? If I get this right, I want my picture to go up on the wall. Fun, right well, here. it depends who you're about to say. I mean, who? You, what's the name you're about to give us? Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Well, first of all, how? Can we go with the how part? How they, is Anthony Davis ending up in They Brooklyn? are going to <laughs> trade everyone. And Anthony Davis is not resigning with the Lakers. So it's going to be so a sign and trade, is so what it's you're a, saying. So it's a two pronged thing. I'm going <laughs> to okay. give it to you. All right. Right. And the person who told me, I have three people who told me the same thing. Told you what? That he wants to come to Brooklyn? That not only does he want to come to Brooklyn, he wants to get away from 
LeBron as soon as he passes the <laughs> That's amazing. You know, um, he can't say it. He can't Can act on it. Can I ask you it. something before you go into this whole thing? Mm-hmm. When Anthony Davis wanted out of New Orleans, he never mentioned the Nets as a destination. Nope. Why? It's because that wasn't where his mind was at. Oh, but now, now his seeing, mind is here because of now Durant Now seeing Kevin Durant and Kyrie there. Like when Kyrie is saying what he's saying, the thing that's unfair, he should never say it. He should have better media training, but he doesn't listen to anyone. No one right. no one could tell Kyrie right. what to do, and it's it's to his detriment. If he the Nets have an excellent PR team, like top class, I'm sure you know better than I do, Pooch. Yeah. Those guys prepare you for what to say and how you say, it, and it's boring. You know, yeah. everyone sounds like robots, nobody right. leaks anything. It's it 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 was oh it was perfect. But when Kyrie says you know, we're going to have to see how it's going on. It's because he already knows in his mind who's coming here. <laughs> he already knows what is going to happen. So for me, when I say, you know, I and I would love to see Kevin Durant play in the playoffs or just come out that tunnel like he's, Will, oh, you know, amazing, like yeah. he's Willis Reed or something. I, but at the same time, I know how Kenny Atkinson is going to deploy him. And I, I would be more afraid of that. Yeah, but than I, anything else. I, I so think, I say wait. Hold on. I say wait. Right. Get AD in, which I believe is going to happen. Oh my god. And that way you don't you don't play him at the four, which is right. terrifying. Right. Evan, out. if he gets this right, you might as well build a statue <laughs> on him outside the damn <laughs> studio, not a picture. Well, I was going to ask you, man, because last year you were on the forefront, if you will, of Kyrie, Durant, the possibilities for the Nets, right? Yeah. You were too, Eve, but Pooch was reporting. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. All right. Have you heard anything about this? Absolutely not. Okay. I'm sorry. No, I'm not, but, I'm but, but, no, no I, I, mean, I, I mean, this is absolutely blasphemous names, to me. I mean, it's blasphemous. <laughs> it's exciting, but not true. <laughs> no, 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 it could be true because you, you've been right on on I, some things. I, I'm, Pooch is right because he has sources. He talks to people. He works. I figured this stuff out either because... I know people who are in real estate or people who are celebrities and they all know each other. Why would Anthony and, Davis be telling people and, that, though? And Because Anthony Davis has an entourage. Right. Kyrie has an entourage. And all of those people want to be important when they're at the club. Yeah, but the entourages <laughs> also claim that KD and Durant were going, uh, Durant and Kyrie were going to the Knicks. Yeah, it, for all the reasons why they got it wrong. Because they heard KD was getting real estate in Manhattan. Right. right. They heard Kyrie was trying to buy his house, buy another house in, in Orange. So they just had the so wrong they, team. Exactly. So automatically they said, oh, it can't be the, the Nets. The, the superstars. People used to say on your air while yes. talking to you, so-called experts, that Kyrie Irving grew up a Knicks fan. Well, they and were. that he, he, he you know, loved comment, the Knicks because of Mark Strickland. And I was pulling my hair out because I've seen well, several on yes. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. That he, was done not on our show because if it was done on our show and someone told me something that wasn't true that I knew I'd say you're wrong about that. I knew Kyrie grew up as a Net fan because there aren't many people we right. can say that about. Right. So I did know that that happened I think with uh, CMB and I think it was Chris Maddox who yeah. actually made the comment. I'll call the person out because it wasn't true. Right. I mean obviously. So I get that but the superstars and the reason why I think it's worth talking about, mm-hmm. even though it's not happening now, is, yeah, I think Sean Marks during the offseason showed you this past offseason that he's shopping to win championships. Sure. And so when big guys become available, he's going to try to put together a package to make a deal happen. That would not surprise me. The names, though, are mostly Bradley Beal and Carl Anthony Towns. Just because, what are you Jesusing about? The you worst don't want thing. them or what? All right. We have players that all need the ball. Kyrie needs the ball. Kevin Durant needs the ball. 
you add Bradley Bill to that, what are they going to do? They're going to cut the ball in three pieces well, and you know what's going to happen? No, no. Here's what will happen. A team that loves to shoot the three but is like 30th in the league in field goal percentage from three will be a lot better. No, they won't. Of course they would. They Bradley will not. Bradley Beal's a better. Teams, the, listen, on Bradley Beal's not going to help them improve their three-point no. shooting? How, no. How do you say that? Because you Based can't. what? Because Joe Harris is a better three-point shooter than him. If you're just talking about the three-point shooting element of it, the, the saddest thing for me to watch is Joe Joe um, Joe Harris defend these six nine small forwards who could jump out the gym. It's unfair to him. They it's like it's like it's like a boxer. A boxer you might see a guy who's just throwing body blows, hitting hitting the guy you know you know uh, uh, underneath his neck, and and think he's not winning anything. But that by the later rounds, taking all those body blows. Those are the the body blows that Joe Harris takes is what makes him not a good free throw shooter. All these guys who are just taking punishment in these games, trying to gang rebound over guys who are taller, bigger, and more athletic than them, is what's affecting them. That when they sit stand still at a at a free throw line, they're so banged up. They're they is that absorbed. why Spencer all of a sudden has become like Chris Dudley at the free throw it's line the entire over the last team. couple of weeks? It's the entire team. And yeah. adding Bradley Bill to that is still gonna you're still well, going to have the I'm same only, problem. I'm only saying that Beal and Towns are two superstars that could, and the key word is could more so with Towns. I think Beal would become available. Towns has a five-year contract. New, New Jersey native too, and he's he I grew up like Kyrie. But he's, he's a Nets also, fan too. But, but and a Nets fan. Carl Anthony Towns is a Nets fan. Yes, See, I didn't even know that. But the problem with they Carl... grew up watching one of the greatest bas- the only Why good basketball I... team that <laughs> New York Metropolitan <laughs> hey, hey, area. I get what my the brother... Nets were in the early part of the <laughs> century. Yeah, when they were growing still up. Weird to hear anybody grew up as I a Nets fan. But Carl Anthony Towns also doesn't need to be traded. The Timberwolves are probably trying to reload and put pieces around them, yeah. like trying to trade for D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Would you, yeah. Pooch, be aggressive in trading for Beeler Towns if they became available? No. 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 You wouldn't I touch think, any of I, I think that you have to wait until Kevin Durant comes back. Okay. I think when Kyrie yeah. comes out and says, we're one piece away, we're two pieces well, away. Well, what does he mean? I, have, I, I don't know what he means, but to me... How could you judge this team? It's like what you I said can't. earlier. I'm exactly. not saying I am. It's, it's like what we said earlier in the in the episode. Like we can't judge this team because we haven't even seen them with Kyrie. How could we judge them if we haven't seen them without Kyrie and Kevin Durant? And there's still only five games below five hundred. Pooch, here's the thing. Five games below five hundred is very bad, Pooch. It's very bad. No, we know that. It's, it's, it's bad. good enough to be the eighth seed in the East. But give me Kyrie and then give me KD, two of the best players in the NBA, and tell me what their record is. I right, listen. You give you put KD in a team with anybody. You put KD with the team last year. You're you're getting to the Eastern Conference. You're talking finals, about yeah, right. All my problem with what's going on is they believe they need another piece. Kyrie is Kyrie in, believes that. Kyrie believes. But what does it. Kevin so Durant believe? Do you even know what he thinks about this? No, does he agree with Kyrie? But nobody knows that because he hasn't. <laughs> but but the thing is, is that. Kyrie feels that way. So the question is, who's, Trust me, who's, K- who's KD running, feels that way, too. Who's running the show? Well, who do you think is running Them, the show? Kyrie Pooch, and there. KD are running the show. Who's running it's, the show? Right now, yeah. it feels like Kyrie is running okay. the show. Okay. Ky- Kyrie and KD are running the show. So that's why I'm not even saying I would give up the world for Carl Anthony Towns or Bradley Beal because I stand by what I said earlier. I still don't know what this team is. But their culture has changed where the superstars run the show. Yes. Okay, yes. so you agree I mean, with that. I so mean, if yeah. Kyrie thinks and they need another piece. And Beal loves it in D.C. Beal loves it in D.C. 
Cat has a has his contract just started. Loves it in DC. Oh, he's, he's very no, he's very open. He's very open about it. Like he he just recently resigned re up more. He he's a, a part of that community. He's open about it. He likes it being his team. He's fine there. The the person who wants to get away. As the person who hasn't signed, he could he can sign <laughs> his contract. He could sign his contract right now. How it first? And he hasn't I, signed his contract. Yeah, but you know, and there's a reason that. why. Oh my God! Remember, Boy. remember, I said. I it. No, no, listen, Pooch <laughs> and I both can remember. I tell you right now, if somehow Anthony Davis forced his way out of L.A. because he wants to get away from LeBron and organized a sign and trade, because that's what it would take mm-hmm. to come to Brooklyn, we will have. I will cancel my vacation in July. We'll all come right back here, and we'll just uh, wax poetic about you. Oh. That's what we'll do. <laughs> but I don't we'll, think it's happening. We'll see. I, all right. I I was Anthony a year. Davis. I was a contract early on Kevin Durant. You thought Durant was coming to Brooklyn in sixteen? Yes, I did. Really? Because of who Sean Marks signed. Sean Marks basically developed a relationship, and I think he's the Nets um, minister or chaplain yes, or whatever yes, it yes, is. Yes. He he hired. Um, Kevin Durant's spiritual advisor, his shooting coach. I was like, why are they hiring Harrington? What? Harrington is now the all... assistant head coach. But you think this was all connected to Chase and Durant? It, it I... was all bl- building blocks or road in the past to getting the Kevin same Durant. stuff with Royal Ivy. So it's not as if mm-hmm. what? Did they not? They tried the not, same stuff. Not these are the guys that we're talking about. There's a difference between being a, a former teammate that you were pretty cool with in Seattle and the the person that helps you get closer to God. Okay, right. They put that person inside of the the Nets 2016. So he was building towards KD mm. a long time before. You thought that and, pooch back in 16? I did, and and I have huh. heard that. In 2016, Kevin Durant was looking at the Nets. It's he just said that, it they, that they didn't have the pieces. Right. KD has loved Brooklyn, just even the borough itself. He mm. has embraced the borough since I think a video came out in 2011 where he was handing out ice cream in the middle of the summer. He mm-hmm. just loves Brooklyn. Right. So 2016 comes around, and what Eve, Eve makes a great point. Now you have to take into consideration they have Dr. Martin O'Malley already mm-hmm. there who right. performed that surgery on right. him. Right. They draft Karis LeVert. They do bring in his. his, his uh, I don't know what spiritual the word, word advisor. spiritual advisor and his shot his shooting coach his shooting right. coach at Adam right. Harrington who was very very highly regarded in, in that organization and and I think that he was eyeing them he's he he was monitoring the situation through Karis Levert and it just it wasn't the right time in 2016 no, they I didn't have the pieces I mean right, Jared right. Jack being your starting point guard or <laughs> Jeremy Lin being your starting point yeah, guard yeah. it just wasn't going to work out but I think he said. Let me go win some rings in, in Golden State and see where Brooklyn's at in 2019. Right, a couple of things. I want to get to a bunch of things. All right, we We're doing a little Brooklyn Nets uh, roundtable podcast. They stink this year. They're 18 and 24. <laughs> They've been a massive disappointment. We all know that. Does it bother? And I'll start with you, Pooch. Does it bother you? Now, I'm a season ticket holder. I'm there a lot. Yeah. That some days Kevin Durant is there and some days he isn't. Does honestly, that bother you at Honestly, all? yes, it does. Okay. Because if you're a part of this team, you should be. I mean, you don't have to travel on the on the on the road on the airplane, but but get get to Brooklyn and and show up for three hours. Be there. Do you know why he isn't? I don't know. Okay. I I couldn't tell you, but I I would like to see him there every single game, supporting his guys and showing that we are all one, the same way that they've been over the past couple of years. By him not being there, by Kyrie not being there, it just shows me like. You know what? What's more important to these guys than being at the game, just giving three hours of their time? 
to be there for their guys. I mean, it just it, it, it does it's, it does it's, kind of bother me. Like, yeah, like, I it, I got to be honest, it doesn't bother me. I just am kind of curious about it because I I notice it. I notice when he's there. I notice when he isn't there, and it feels. I mean, sort of random. I mean, Kenny like, Atkinson even said it. When Kevin Durant walks in the room, we all get more confident. Right. So just that alone, just seeing his face, like having him being on the bench, being in guys' ears. Have you ever like, asked anybody, like, do you know why Kevin doesn't come to every game? No, no, I have not. They, You're afraid they, to ask that question, aren't you? I'm not afraid to ask that question. <laughs> I just know. Spencer next I, time you I see I sure as hell know I'm not going to get an answer oh, about Well, it. that's true. You know, it's just like this guy is in the shadows. He's in the dark. And... I mean, you know, Brian Lewis reported the other day that he was on Barclays Center Court shooting. Security had locked everything off, and 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 that was it. But he didn't show up to the game. Do I you, mean, like, does that bother you, Eve? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. Um, Kyrie Irving. All right, we've spent a lot of time talking about him. What has he done so far that's pissed you off the most? It felt like he threw his teammates under the bus I'm after one of his worst career That's number games one. ever. I am totally with you. And what really ticked me off, I'm sorry to cut you off, I'll let you no. continue, is my point to Kyrie, you talk about how brilliant he is, how great he is. What the hell has he done for the Nets? He's played 15 games, whatever it is now, as a Brooklyn Net. They've lost more games than they've won. His resume is great. It doesn't mean that much to me as a fan. It's what have you done here? Beningo always used to say that about Beltron. Don't tell me about his postseason numbers in Houston. You know, what are you doing here? Yeah. And so all the other stuff, the, the comment where he compared himself to Martin Luther King Jr., here's where it annoyed me. I thought about it, and I said, okay, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, was the fact that he then later talked about MLK on its own, in which he understood yeah. what he meant for society and civil rights. So I almost said, all right, he gets it. He just tried to make a comparison that he probably shouldn't make. So that's why I— it annoyed me, but I'm willing to be like, all right, he's just yeah, yeah. I I the the first thing that ticked me off was that, and I think people have been nitpicking and and really, really going after Kyrie for, for wrong wrongful reasons. I really do think that he's kind of like the villain of the NBA season. But after he puts up a minus twenty nine against a tough Eastern Conference team in the Philadelphia 76ers, who knocked him out last year yep. with Boston. He comes out and says that we need one or two more pieces. I mean, look, those are things you handle behind closed doors. It's one thing if he's right or wrong. You do that behind closed doors, not to the media. Because what about Jared Allen? What about Joe Harris? The guys that that's what we all. That was my first reaction. What about his other teammates? Right. What about you, man? For for me, it's just, it's, you know, it's mistakes that don't have to happen. The, I I watch Kyrie play and I say, wow, like just how brilliant he is. He's just, I, I. I never use magnificent to describe describe a player. He's freaking magnificent. But he he doesn't realize that the other people that's in that locker room with him are human. He's always talking about humanity and sports entertainment, which gets on my nerves. It's almost like he's saying, you know, basketball isn't important or real right. when it when it pays him hundreds of millions of dollars. And it, it's real, and it means something to people, and he represents the, the borough. I switched because I love Brooklyn, and I wasn't going to go against any team with Brooklyn written across the, tre- the chest. And what he doesn't realize is those players, when they make mistakes, they look at him on the court because before he ever got there, he was Kyrie Irving to a Jared Allen. He, he was the guy they used on 2K. And so when these... Uh, you know, bigger than 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 life. Um, players come on a team. These words that you say 
are the things that minimize the ability of of the young people that's on that team. These guys are under twenty two years old. Right. I I kind of look at Karis Levert and he's he's I you could see that he's older and he's I couldn't believe it. Karis is twenty six, but it doesn't bother him as much, right? He's he's a pretty even keel guy, and if he wasn't for the injuries, I I, I always believed he could be the Nets, you know, Derek Jeter in the sense of just good representation, good you know um, when they talk to him and, and all those things. But when he says these things. Even though it's the media that's going to amplify it, you're downgrading your team and you're making your team in the immediate worse. And and he could say, you don't know what's going on in my locker room. You don't know, but I'm watching what's happening on the floor. Right. And I'm seeing guys that when they play with you, they're scared. They're playing on it. They're like walking on eggshells. It, yes. It, yes. Exactly. Yes. And they're not playing their game. And a lot of those guys are guys that you need to support you to basically go out there and just, you know, uh, run into the meat grinder for you because you're not going to defend Embiid. You're not going to try to stop Giannis. That's not your job. But the guys that you're marginalizing are the guys that you need to go out there and put their body on the line for you. And when you talk this way, like what the media says and all that doesn't really bother me. But when, when he talks this way, it's toxic to the young people that's on this team who are playing scared. And I wonder, because, you know, and I, I think we've all gotten on Sean Marks for not saying anything over the last month as Kyrie Irving's injury yeah. mystery continued. Sean Marks, and this is following the Nick line of thinking, he needs to talk to the media. You know, I think there are moments where Sean Marks and this net organization, they got to communicate more. And he certainly better be communicating with a superstar because I can't imagine that Sean Marks, Mr. Culture, loved what Kyrie said. I, I can't imagine that. But based on the way he came back, you touched on this earlier, Pooch, the fact that he didn't sit on a back-to-back, he's playing big minutes. Meanwhile, they're handling, Ka- handling Karis LeVert, you know, very gingerly. It shows that. How much is he even running things? So I, I don't know if he would even say anything to Kyrie. I Irving. think it said a lot that he wasn't sitting with Kyrie when he when he came out and and said that, you know, I might have in season surgery or off season surgery depending on how the cortisone shots. Where was Sean Marks? That's what I wanted to know, and that's when I Kyrie started called to his question. own press conference. That's, that's what, that's what that's it, what came it down was. To. This, yeah. And he said all of the stuff I think that the Nets wanted him to say, and then a week later he's playing. Right. You know, he's talking about surgery and all-season surgery and this, that, and the other thing and how, how serious this shoulder injury is. Well, then what be. happened in a week? What actually happened? I think I think he was feeling okay because of the cortisone shots, right. which we know last six to eight weeks. He's he's going on week four right now. He sat yesterday. But I think a week later he just said, it's time. All-star, All-Star weekend is coming in a month. <laughs> right. KD maybe, 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 maybe could be coming back this year. And maybe he just figured, let me get ready for that moment. How are we going to find out, Kevin? Because you feel Kevin Durant's going to play this year, right? I feel that way, yes. Do you feel that way, Durant's going to play this year? I hope not. But how do you feel? I mean, we get what you hope. I, 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 I would err I, on the side I, of I was caution, so, too. I was so gung-ho for it. Um, but and, and I think it's likely because the guy just loves basketball. It, I almost feel like part of the reason why he doesn't sit on the bench, it's just, it's just heartbreaking. It's killing, it's killing him. Well, you know, one thing I did notice as a yeah. fan watching is that he mimics shots. Sometimes during timeouts yeah. he comes out, he dribbles the basketball. My wife yeah. even said, boy, he you could tell this guy misses the game. Yeah. I said, yeah, he probably does. And it, that's a 
If that's the reason he doesn't want to sit there every day and that was ever said publicly, people would have compassion for that. Like, that yeah. would actually be yeah. an answer that I think a lot of fans would say. If, if that they was my perspective. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yo, if they just like said it. would really, like, so the challenge for those guys are, number one, we think that they're basketball players mainly. The, the basketball is their side hustle. Nike, you got to remember, Nike pays them more than than – the NBA does. Right. One. Two, Kyrie for the St. Patrick's um, or Patrick School as it's called now game across the street from Barclays Center in Brooklyn property, the, the most expensive real estate in America. They painted an entire building with Kyrie artwork, mm. an entire building on Flatbush with Kyrie edifice and face and those weird symbols on his sneakers that my son loves and, 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 and thinks is amazing. It, these guys have to sell, are selling sneakers and they're looking at their, they're looking at their box score less than they are looking at if their sneakers um, sales are dropping or their comm score. But aren't they related? The more you play, the better you play, the more you win with lead. The to more, those things selling better? Let me tell you, what's, it's more hurtful to their sneaker sales that John Morant is doing some of the stuff that he's doing and that he's capturing some of the imagination of, of right. kids out there. Because it's a competition? It's a competition and it's market share. And with with market share comes the need to be out there. And right now, Kyrie, in his mind, he thinks that the Nets are hurting his comm score, that they're hurting his wow. ability because he doesn't believe it's his fault. <laughs> right, he, and and even and I'm telling you this, guys, I'm I am I am anti Kenny Atkinson only because not not that I hate the guy, I love the guy. He comes from a town that you know my family own a home, and my my um, sister went to school in Comac High School, so I know the area, I know the people, and I rooted for him and I lobbied for him to get the job. But Kyrie is not, and KD are not going to play for this guy next year. They're not. You think that, Pooch? You think Kenny Atkinson's not long for this world? I think he is going to struggle with Kyrie as he has, but I think that him and KD are going to – I think they're both basketball junkies. And and KD even said a big reason why I signed here. Yeah, it was YouTube was Because him. of Kenny Atkinson. Right. He said I just – So I you think Kenny, Kenny's going to be the coach next year? I think Kenny will be the coach next year. If they struggle, do you think Sean will fire him? No. no. So he's going to be loyal to him. I think he's going to be very loyal okay. to him. I think that what they're trying to remodel is kind of like – the Miami Heat, Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra. I mean, you know, build that culture and, I mean, make it to where guys will want to come, whether it's KD, Kyrie, or whoever. I mean, just just keep this thing sustainable, continuity. Now, and, you and you think Durant comes back. When he comes back, are we going to get five minutes notice? I mean, how is <laughs> yes. Based on the Nets, I mean, is this going to be one day up? He's probable tonight. That's it. You know what? I, I think, I think, yeah. I think yeah, okay. so that they could avoid the questions that are coming right. from ESPN and everybody else. I they mean, said like, recently, like Eve he's said, not coming back. PR. No, I know they've they've said that consistently. That they doesn't mean that's going to be the don't case. Don't expect him back. No, I know they played the word game. You know they played totally. Do you think that the net struggles? Let's say it sort of continues. They're kind of the eight seed. They're hanging around. Do you think that changes their thought on bringing him back? If they're the eight seed, kind of hanging on, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think if they if they're in the sixth, seventh spot, and they actually have a legitimate shot at at at, at getting a playoff series win, 
I think they will slowly integrate him back, just like they did with Karras last year. Yeah, they have 13, to go slow with him. 13 minutes a game, then sit the next night, maybe 10 minutes the next. But the fact that he's even out there with these guys will give them confidence, like Kenny said, just him being in the room. I think then slowly you start bringing him, bringing him back, come playoff time, maybe he's ready to go. Maybe he's ready to play 15, 20 minutes. You know, it's going to be tough in a playoff game. It, will, it would 15, be very tough. I know. I know. But, but you got to be smart, which is, you know. 100%. I just think that once the medical doctors clear him, it's going to be his decision. Yeah. And I think that, like we said, he hasn't been at games because he wants to be on the floor so bad. I think that he's just not going to be able to resist it. And mm. whether it's right or wrong, the guy is a basketball junkie. You can't hate on him. Well, it's his decision. And also, in fairness, if he's clear to play, he should be able to play. Now, I think as a fan, a part of me says, all right, take it easy. They're not going to win a championship. Let's rest them. But I do think if a guy's able to play, you can play him. Now, you got to be smart with how you use him. You talked earlier about who he's guarding defensively. Yeah. I think you've just got to be you got to be smart. But <laughs> if he's cleared, I get it. I think, I think it's, it's going to be a matter of he's going to get cleared sometime in March, and it's going to be up to him to decide. I wonder if he I- would change his view based on how the team is doing. I think that's a part of it, you know. Um, if they believe in the system and what's happening, they might. Kevin Durant is a brilliant basketball mind. He's not all, you know, fast twitch muscle. There's a lot going on up there, and and how he breaks down the game and sees the game. He, other people can't see the game the right. way that he, they can't be taught. But I look. This is where institutional control comes in, and I I, I say it all the time. You need. Sean Marks to be the leader. He needs to have Bill Parcells control, Popovich control. You know, he needs to come out and protect uh, Durant from himself because in Golden State, when they didn't protect Durant from himself, is the reason why he has this long, you know, come journey back. Um, I agree with Pooch in the sense of the man loves basketball so much that he will come back. I just hope that the the organization of uh, of uh, the Nets are smarter and well, patient I tell and you, to, to the, not let that happen. The early returns say they're not going to stand up and make the decision. The early returns, based on how they've handled Kyrie, how they've yeah. disappeared this entire season, the early returns tell us they're going to let the superstars make the decisions. They even pick the guys. Ky- they pick the people on the team. I'm sorry to cut you off, Booch, but, you know, they got they have they wield so much power that they took pay cuts to get DeAndre Jordan on the team. Right. They wield so much power that Garrett Temple is on the team. Right. Torian Prince is on the team. I I would hope that someone and no one is ever gonna say that because if you've ever been around these guys in any kind of social setting, it's like they make a joke and then everyone laughs. And like, right. you know, no one's gonna tell them. Uh, the the immediate people around him that supposedly care about them is not going to tell him like KD, you need to you know let this come back all the way, or you know make this move and 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 the sad part is Sean Marks can't tell him either, and so what's going to happen is they're going to go back they're going to think you know what's wrong, not that our strategy's wrong or the defense is wrong or any of the things that really is wrong with the team right now. They're going to say, you know what? We need another superstar. And 
voila, Anthony Davis. (laughs) (laughs) How many, this schedule is going to get easier. We knew about this five-game stretch coming up, and it looks like they may go 0 for 5 unless they beat the Lakers on Thursday. Schedule softens up. They play the Pistons. They play the Knicks. They play teams that, in theory, they should beat. Where is this team going to finish in your mind, Pooch? If you had to guess, are they going to win 40 games? I think they go 40 and 42, mm-hmm. and I think that'll be good enough to be the seventh seed. It may. It may. I really think No, it, it I don't think that's the, crazy. It's, it's not going to be the sixth seed, though. No, no, but I, I think seventh seed isn't far-fetched at 40 wins. You know, you got to figure what they're at, 18 right now. Um, do you see any anything really changing with this team other than maybe a healthy Kyrie? What I see changing potentially is with a healthy Kyrie, guys develop chemistry best by playing together. And I mean, a bad this schedule. is the NBA and facing yeah. teams that you can make mistakes and still beat. Right. You know, even without Joel Embiid, the Sixers, I mean, look how good defensively they are. I mean, yeah, they have pains right. in the asses. Right. So that's my hope, at least, on why they could get to the four. It's, it's amazing. So you're saying the, the idea of continuity, of just even having Kyrie in for more than a 10-game yes. stretch. Yes, I, and I totally agree that with you. That doesn't mean championship. That means no, just no. better. Yes, and, and and guys like Garrett Temple and Torine Prince or whoever it might be could fall back into yes. their initial roles coming into this season, even before without without KD. These are bench guys. Yeah. I mean, these are, these are bench players, I, and, and I think that – just that alone, I do agree we, with you, that continuity. Eva is, said, you know, hey, they missed the playoffs, you get the pick back. What would your reaction be if this team missed the playoffs? I would, uh, I mean, huge disappointment. Monstrous. Monstrous. One I mean, of the biggest disappointments this you, franchise has had. You still have a damn good team, and you made the playoffs last year with a team that you expected to be a lottery team. So if you peaked and, and everybody was riding that high, and suddenly you get Kyrie and KD, KD maybe sits out for the year, but you still have Spencer, you still have Karras, you still have Jared. In this East, you still too. Have Joe Harris. In this horrible East. I mean, think about what team would even step up and get the eighth seed. Charlotte, yeah. Detroit, who? And, 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 <laughs> I don't yeah. No. And, and I hate to say, like, I, I don't like to bring the Knicks up, but, like, from a marketing perspective and, like, even how Eve became a Nets fan, like, this is the time to capitalize. Yes. Yeah. And, yep. and, and if you can't capitalize now while the Knicks are literally, like, like I don't know how. Somehow they'll find a way to find more a deeper rock bottom than they already have hit. Right. But this is the time to capitalize on their mistakes and and at least make the playoffs and bring and, and some you know, good basketball I, to New York. I'll tell you this: the year they played Atlanta in the first round, the year with the eight yeah. seed Lionel Hounds, just a very blah team. The one they went to six, right? Yeah, I, I'm just, look when yeah. when they're tied two two with Atlanta and Barclays is rocking. I'm excited, even for a team that I knew. Where the hell are they going? Yeah. Playoff basketball is still cool, and that's why ultimately <laughs> I want to be there. How do you see it finishing? You think they're going to win forty games? You think they're going to win less? What are you thinking? You well, now that you know Blake Griffin is out, they're about to trade Drummond. It kind of you know throws yeah. a monkey wrench in my preseason um, uh, prediction, which was that they missed the playoffs. You said the Nets would miss the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's on Twitter. I, I, wow. I, I just I don't doubt you because. <laughs> It's it's because of how Kenny Atkinson plays. It's it, it had nothing to do with so Kyrie. It had to, everything to do with the lineups that Kenny Atkinson would I put get out. That. So you think they're going to make the playoffs now because of the bottom of the East? Atlanta's been a debacle. I thought I, I well, honestly I thought Atlanta's going to be a playoff team. Here's personally. my here's my caveat. The whole thing, I mean, the whole thing goes to the crapper if they lose to the Knicks this week. 
They, the whole thing. The, They've already lost to the Knicks. Hey, I mean, they, they shot twenty six percent. But if they lost, <laughs> but if they lose two times, right? If they lose, yeah. If they lose, if so, right? That would make it where we're definitely tied with them for our year series. Right. Two two. Yes. They they're probably very likely lose to the Lakers. The Lakers, whenever they come into New York, they party. So we always have a chance. Back to back too. You never right. know. Yeah. So, but. If, so likely they lose to the Lakers. The energy on that team, if they lose to the Knicks and the Pistons, they could they could lose both of them going right. eighteen and twenty eight. Then then I'd be very worried. Right? <laughs> if they lost and, all those. And like I said, that you know, g- going back to the Darren Williams time, I know that's time we don't like to bring up, mm-hmm. but I always defended Darren Williams not because I I didn't think he was a jerk. He was a jerk. I defended Darren Williams because the organization failed him. The organization let him pick his own diet. The organization let him, you know, uh, go and play in Turkey. There wasn't control because he was the superstar and he could tell them what he wanted. He could pick players. You know, it's we're doing the same thing over again. These superstars are better. They're better. Yeah. But we didn't even reach Eastern Conference Finals type of no, results. No, I get it. I get it. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? The, yep. What? Where? If if Darren Williams, listen, that against the Hawks, that series, that was his uh, if, apex. Right. If you could have, if you could have put a Darren Williams on the floor, that was Darren Williams the first year he got here in in, in New Jersey. They they win that series, but right. Darren so, Williams couldn't put two games together right. because he had the his one game. Right. So what? What's your prediction? Just beat or get, get, stop beating around the bush. They gonna make the playoffs? So I'm, I'm just gonna make the playoffs. I'm just gonna stick with my my preseason. They're gonna miss the playoffs. They're gonna miss the playoffs. All right. And Sean Marks, if they miss the playoffs, and I, and and believe it or not, these guys hear what we say, especially if you have plus a thousand followers. Um, <laughs> They're following Twitter accounts. Right. Dance. They do. All right. They do because I had Twitter beef with Jared Dudley last year. I have. Now I never t- I used to tweet at Jared Dudley and tell him that you know he's a politician and he's basically uh, <laughs> hurting our team right. you know by keeping getting his checks. Um, Torian Prince is is knows what I'm saying knows what I say too because they not because he cares about me because he googles himself like you, he goes on Twitter and he checks see everything. They, they, they have see you gotten it. into a fight with Kevin Durant yet? Because he fights with everybody. No. He's fighting with Brandon Tierney. You know He's why? Because with Justin Termini. You know why? Because why? if Kevin Durant knows my handle, which is basically my government name, <laughs> um, uh, he knows that I, I'm I'm a gigantic fan and I'm a, I'm a huge supporter. Sure, he only responds to people that are negative towards him. Yeah, which I've learned. He claps back, and I actually yes. love I love that too. It's such yeah, a Brooklyn I, thing. I'm mixed about <laughs> it. I, I, part of me likes it. Part of me says, why even? Why bother with it? Right. You know, I, why Why but, even deal with it? But this? that's the one part of him. When you're a superstar like that, that's the one part of him that shows that he's human. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. when you when you're like ah, I'm above the fray. I don't. Right. Yeah. I don't talk to these people. No, it does show that he's human. You know, it shows that he's human and that he's engaged and that he's a part of it. And he, and he defends his teammates. And it's never anything about me, 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 me. It's yeah. more, you know, come on. What you're saying right. is ridiculous. Right. And, right. And Arguing with Nick fans about relevance. The thing I've always right. said to Nick fans about relevance is the more you mention the Nets, the more relevant they are. If right. you keep talking about how irrelevant they are, they're not irrelevant. We don't talk about how irrelevant the Devils are. They just are the yeah. New Jersey Devils. By yeah. The way. All right. Yeah, no, but they, I, I, I just think I, the Nets have the worst thing that could be possibly 
go wrong when you have a coach is when a coach believes things that aren't true. He's still trying to run the button holster Hawks um, offense, and they failed, and they almost lost to us yeah. because they were too small, right? They, the, that Paul Millsap, Damari Carroll front court was it just basketball changed because the culture of coaches telling a 6'11 kid he can't play on the perimeter facing the basket. That changed. And so now you got a whole new generation of basketball players who play differently. Right. And the lineup that Kenny Atkinson rolls out there on a day-to-day basis is not built to one, confront that. One last thing, because I know you, you don't like Kenny as a coach. Who do you want to have replace him since I know you want him fired? I, I have the most crazy idea. Just name the guy. Pablo Prigioni. Well, he may be a head coach someday. Who knows? I He's going to be a head coach. Somebody really smart. You know why I, I like Pablo? I'll, 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 I'll give you my reasoning. One, I love how you had an answer so quickly. You didn't one, even think about it. It's like Pablo Prigioni. One, that's the guy. One... He's he's been a head coach in Europe, and and he's been a big part of building his national team in, in in Argentina and all those things. He comes from so many winning leg- legacies. He's part of that Argentinian gold, golden generation, and he's a guy that it's not physical. It's all up right, here, right? right? And then I almost kind of feel like part of the reason why he's in Minnesota right now is, um, and oh by the way. He had a lot to do with how good D'Lo was, and sitting next to D'Lo, and when D'Lo was getting, um, you know, probably could have felt like, you know, I'm I'm gonna fail and my career is over. I'm not even finishing games for my team. Um, he was a he was a guy that was in in his corner and kept his his spirits up and kept working with him no matter what. But you get a guy like Prigioni, you you're getting a guy that knows all the four corners of the basketball square. And not only that, you get a guy who's going to come in and he can talk to other players and he knows how to deal with superstars because he's had to play with them his whole entire career. Kenny Atkinson, the team is is a reflection of him. He wants to have five Kenny Atkinsons out there, gritty, going to dive on the ball, right. try really hard. You know, and like, that hasn't happened a lot this season. But it, it it's just not going. This right. is the NBA. Right. That might that might work with a high school basketball team or, or a team know. like last year's team. Because yeah. I think it did work. The but personnel doesn't fit team. what Kenny wants to do right. this year. But that could all change when KD comes You're right. Back. Well, listen, fellas, I appreciate <laughs> you guys coming in. You guys did a great job. You didn't fight each other, and that was great. I, don't pooch block doesn't, people, Pooch anymore. Pe- I, one, I'm, I don't block him. I, again, I felt a lot of sadness, and he was the he was the main person, right? So it wasn't that I was blocking Pooch, the person. I was blocking the news. The, yeah, but the news, the you can block the news all day. The news is still the news. You know what I mean? It just doesn't can't make just me close happy. close your eyes and make, make believe it, it was, doesn't happen. It was, it was poisoning my soul right. because I, I I loved what I saw and I felt an attachment love, to that team. I love and, D. Will, and, too. And when he comes back in a couple of weeks, it's coming up soon. D. Will. No, let me change that. D'Angelo, Jesus Christ. Thank you for correcting me. Oh, my God. I love D'Angelo. Jello. <laughs> uh, when he comes back, I, I will give him a big ovation. Yeah. I, I can't wait. He was I a very we good all will. I think we all I, kind of real. I think, yeah. they, I think Nets fans right now appreciate him more than he did just even the beginning of the season. Him at the time. Can I be completely honest? Yeah. When, when – I watched D'Angelo grow as 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 a player and and even as a person. I saw a kid that that was mistreated his first couple of years. He made a mistake, but he was mistreated. I saw somebody grow, and 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 
I saw Brooklyn in D'Angelo. Mm. I saw the Nets in D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. And what I'll always say this: I think the Nets made the right decision because they're chasing after a ring. Right. Yeah. But I do feel like they sold their soul. I think they did. I think I think they Ed Davis. They definitely did. But sometimes your soul is worth selling. You have to be ruthless to win championships. Yes. So I agree of with course. you guys of there course. too. Yes. But, of course. But it if sucks. they win a championship. They sold their it's, soul it's, together. It's all worth it. Yes. But I do believe what they did, everything that they preached, yep. they didn't practice it. No, I think yeah. you're right. I think you're right. Pooch, At the end of the day. Eve, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. This it has a been pleasure. a Brooklyn Nets roundtable discussion on the Evan Roberts podcast.